This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, this is Liz. This is Heather. Happy Valentine's Day. Today, we are going to be talking about dating advice for nerds. All right, hit that music. So it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't think we've ever done a Valentine's Day episode before. So I was thinking it might be fun to talk on this day of commercial love (laughs) about uh, some dating tips for those of you who are nerds like we are uh, that, that might differ somewhat from the average boring nerdy stuff. Now, full disclosure... It's been a while since Heather or I were on the dating market. <laughs> how how long have you been married now, Heather? 15 years. Okay. And I was dating before that for a couple with my husband, so you can can count those two. <laughs> right. Uh, it's been about 10 years for me since uh, the quick, brief span between my divorce from my first husband and meeting Paul. Paul, for me, was actually the first nerd I really ever went out with. And so it was it was very much an eye-opening experience what it was like to date somebody who lives in this nerdy world versus somebody who doesn't. Oh my goodness. I um am a nerd magnet. I was always dating nerds. If anybody got the gumption to come up and chat with me, I was like, you work in some sort of computer related industry. Because <laughs> I knew it always worked out that way. In fact, somebody actually got me a sticker that said Nerd Magnet, which I didn't mind. I like nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my first husband was not a nerd. <laughs> it would have been the polar opposite of what would be considered to be a nerd guy. And, uh, you know, even even before, like, our divorce was finalized or whatever, I had already had it in my mind that, you know, I'm kind of over this. And if I if I'm ever going to be with somebody again, I really want them to be a nerd. Like I I was very 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 set on an IT guy of some sort because uh, I I had a couple of, you know, thoughts behind that. It's like, you know, they're they're always home because you know where to find them. They're on their game uh, and they can fix your computer. Like that's that's great. Plus just generally sweet and I like the nerdy knowledge and uh, whatnot. So when I went out with Paul, our first date he took me here in Houston. We have a, a restaurant called The Hobbit Cafe. And uh, that's where he chose because he knew I was nerdy. He knew I liked Lord of the Rings and all sorts of things like that. So that was our first date. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever been on a date before. I mean, I've been out with people, but it was always like lame stuff, dinner, movie, whatever, just just your basic date type stuff. But having somebody who actually took the time to figure out what my interest level was and like where I I like, you know, the kind of things that I liked, 
and then to plan a date around that was was really fun. It was really cool. Yes, that is awesome. That's like um, it is kind of an about face because like so many of us start dating when we are so young, and really dates just are like extended hangs. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of people are hanging out, and then you kind of uh, you know, pay more attention to one person than the other. But the grown up dating, let's go to a movie. Uh, that type of thing is so uh, refreshing when it finally happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is definitely extended hang time or it's like, okay, how quickly can we move from dinner to getting in someone's pants? Like that's, that's, a, a, yeah. that's, that's where I found, a, yeah, that's where I found a lot of the dating world uh, tends to lay. I think it still is. Probably. I, you know, from what I hear from my, um, dating brethren out there. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, since it's been a while for the two of us to be out there, I mean, obviously we have our own, you know, our own stories and our own suggestions on how to make dating life a little more manageable, the do's and don'ts. Uh, we also reached out to our friends and fans on social media to just say, Hey, for those of you who've been in this world a little bit better, what are your best tips do's and don'ts on the dating world. So I think we can probably all agree the number one thing that, especially as uh, as women, what we don't normally want right off the bat is a picture of your junk. Yes. That is the most prolific dating thing I keep hearing. And obviously, maybe it works out for some people, but I haven't heard anybody that it's successfully worked out. And I think it's more of a sign of aggression <laughs> that like you didn't ask for this, but here's my junk. Um, then it is any kind of romance. And if you think yeah. that it is like, Oh yeah, you know, we, we said hi a few times, chat, but he hasn't sent me his dick picture once. That's not what the people are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe some people are, and they're, they're like, Hey, I need to know what the goods look like up front. But I would say in general, if a person you are trying to woo wants to see your dick, they'll let you know. <laughs> and, and you know, they'll they'll ask you or they'll they'll know they'll make it known in some way. This is this is not the unsolicited dick pic is no bueno. So but let me tell you about the solicited dick pic. Okay. <laughs> you need to, to put this in a nice lighting, okay? Nice soft filter. <laughs> and do a little grooming, you know? Um <laughs> Think about the artistic. You want you want negative space as well as positive space. Yes, you know uh, composition is very important. Exactly. Uh, maybe maybe get on Snapchat now. I don't recommend putting this on your Snapchat story because you no. Yeah. But Snapchat has a delightful, pretty filter. Now I'm not sure if it will recognize a dick since it's usually based on face. But give it a whirl. You know, give it a whirl. Um, I would love to see some little like. Puppy ears and the whiskers or something. I don't know. Make it fun. There you go. That's your tip. There you nerdy, nerdy bitches just, dating pic on the solicited dick pic. Okay. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> that's not true, though. That, that's not the pretty picture. Yeah. No, no, not so much. <laughs> but, but yeah, again, so when I, when I was dating before I met my first husband... I did meet him online. This was way back in the 90s kind of thing, AOL, whatever. We didn't have the camera capabilities at that time for the dick pic. So 
this is not something that I, you know, had to deal with the first time around. Uh, because again, you'd have to go take a picture of your dick. You have to take it to Walgreens. You have to get it <laughs> and not get arrested by the girl. Yeah, you have to make sure you're over 18 before you yes. get it developed by somebody. <laughs> Who's probably under 18 and therefore yeah. you can still go it's to jail. It's <laughs> like, exactly. not a good plan. So again, that was a lot more involved in pictures of junk back in the 90s. But when I was when I started dating after the divorce, this was a good, you know, 11 years later. Apparently, this is a thing that just happens whether you want it to or not. And sometimes it's uh, your first contact. I'm going to say not. And and again, some of you guys just should not be sending pictures of your dick because they're Uh, not pretty. Like they're just if you have a really attractive one. All right. Maybe you feel great showing it off. But this is not really a game for everybody. Just going to throw it out there. Yeah. Sometimes you're doing yourself a hell of a lot of a not favor by sending it ahead of time than rather than just surprising her down the road. Now, again, rather than being surprised down the road, it is nice to know that, oh, mm, uh-uh, right up front, but still. It's it's abrasive and jarring when you open a text message and there's just a... Yeah, I, and, I, and I stand by this, that it is not so seen as romance, and I don't think you're sending it as romance. I think you're sending it to try and... Uh, wield an emotional response about it. And I promise you, it's not the emotional response you think it is. Uh, because beyond the outrage, the second level is the gall of this guy. You yeah. know, nobody's happy with this information. In fact, you know, it's the same, essentially, even though you've, you know, swiped right or whatever on them. It's the same as when you just throw it on uh, Twitter with a common hashtag that's trending really fast right now. It's right. exactly the same. Same, like, ugh, just well, revulsion. It's, it's the revulsion is real. And it's very much like if someone were to just whip it out, like on the metro or something. And then you're like, ew. Like, again, it's it's that same kind of response. And it's a violation. Like, this is not yeah. something it's not I okay. asked for. It's not okay. Uh, we, <laughs> I think we get a... a, a we made a mug on our Zazzle store years ago for this very occasion when we like to tell people, you know, if you're buying gifts for your loved one, uh, your dick is not a gift. So no. don't think that you're going to get away with whatever it is you're trying to do without an actual gift. So Yeah, and laund- well, and it was the idea was lingerie, right? Lingerie yeah. is not a gift for her. By the way, lingerie is extremely uncomfortable. Even when it's like the soft, flowy stuff, Mm -hmm. you got to like support the girls and things like that. So there are places in which it's not comfortable. And so then, uh, so then who's that gift for? They're not going to go, oh, hey, I'm extremely uncomfortable. Can't eat anything spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, lingerie is not a (laughs) gift for women for the most part. If we want it, we usually already own it. We'll buy it ourselves. We want something that makes us feel pretty and makes us feel confident and comfortable in what we're doing versus you think I want to put that where? Like this, hmm. it's it's a very personal thing. Yeah, especially like the ones that they kind of shell out around Valentine's Day are mm-hmm. not made of the materials in which you will want to keep close to your body. They are very mm. scratchy and itchy because they're made of some poly... Um, 
you know, I would say polyester, but polyester generally is softer than whatever the fuck this is, you know? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I used to, well, I worked at Kmart in high school. I know what this crappy lingerie feels like because I had to hang it on the racks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. Yep. But yeah, so again, lingerie, while can be fun and, you know, it's a two person sport there. That's nice. But again, either shop together for it or mm-hmm. just just get something that's, you know, I don't know if Cindy's has a wish list. They probably should. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just So you can actually find something that's enjoyable and not just a gift for you because she's probably not that comfortable in whatever scratchy tits out kind of situation you've purchased for her. Exactly. So, yeah, the, putting them together, though, is kind of romantic. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, but for the most part, naked is always easier. It so. is. Yeah. Um, this is going to go off track. So anyway. All right. Yeah, we did. We went <laughs> off track a little bit. So what um, uh, What did our Twitterers say about... Oh, we had We had some really fun advice from Twitter. And I'm going to try to do everything I can to make sure everybody gets credit for what they've said here. So our dear friend Steve... From everything I learned from movies. You heard him on the show two weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, from personal experience, do be really tall and good looking. Don't constantly talk about how tall and good looking you are. They already know. So so you can tell some of the advice we got is uh, helpful. Well, I'm telling you, Mark. Steve is extraordinarily tall. I'm not going to say six foot eight or something. I'm not going to say good looking because I am married, Steve. It's inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What he comes back to is, I guess what I'm trying to say is be yourself. Yes. Okay. It's very handy, though, in crowds. And you're like, where the hell is Steve? Oh, there he is. You know, right? super handy. Every time I've hung out with him has actually been in groups of large groups of people. Very handy to run Mm -hmm. across. It's like. And then, and then, um, uh, his wife, Izzy is not tall. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, it is, uh, it is quite a a gap in their height when you hang out with them, but he's the best selfie guy. Like he makes, he's the selfie stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got the long arms. He's got the long arms. arms probably like 30 people in a selfie. selfie. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right, so Bri-Fi the Comics Guy, our dear friend, says, do figure out your potential partner's dietary restrictions before even agreeing to a first date because you might have to give up bacon forever and resent them for ruining your life. I wonder if that happened. (laughs) Well, they are vegan at the moment, so. Both of them? (laughs) I think so, or at least he's eating what she's eating. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that's more of a, a I miss bacon statement. Uh, But then he says, don't, this is a good one, don't blame feminism for your lack of basic social understanding. (laughs) I think that's a really good one right there. Yeah. You know, Bri-Fi is very, uh, um, what is it? He understands the struggle of women and he appreciates it and he acknowledges Mm -hmm. it, which, you know, most guys just pretend that they're like, well, I have a struggle, you know. I get paid 35 more cents an hour than you. So, you know, that's hard. That's um, tough. Yeah. yeah. Tough day. <laughs> like, you know, um, but you no, know, he's, he's really a, a student. And I would, what, what I like about that is that he's also raising a son. So mm-hmm. hopefully next generation uh, will be better because of people yeah. like Bri Fry. 
I think so. Yeah. He's, he's a good ally for sure. Mm-hmm. Just nice. Okay. So Izzy, also from everything I learned from movies, has told us, find like-minded people, join a Harry Potter fan club, go to a Pokemon tournament, join a book club. Wow. Does that mean that we might have potential love interests in our group? I sure hope so. Yeah, because we have like almost all of these. We've done the Harry Potter meetup. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Um, yep. That was like chaotic. And then, um, <laughs> but we have a book club. Mm-hmm. And what? And the Pokemon meetup. I've done that. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, but I did it with my husband. I, all of these things I've done with my husband. He did not come to the Harry Potter fan club with us. Oh, Mine yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. He didn't come to the Harry Potter fan. He did not come to that. But honestly, that one was a little bit overwhelming. It It was was. cool. It was fun. But it was in a very small space with a whole lot of people in robes. So, yes, there was a lady that had to get past me and her butt just rubbed through my face. (laughs) That's how close counter. (laughs) It was very close. They're like, y'all staying for dinner. We like we got to go. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was chaotic. So, yeah. It was fun in in thought anyway. Yeah. So the people that we came with are the people that we left with just as it should be. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That that does help, especially when all people involved in our party were married. So. Yes. I was was just thinking like we didn't gain any friends or lose any friends. We did not. Yeah. Or romantic partners for that matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) So I I do see that the similar theme is being yourself, and it's absolutely true. I do want to put out a word of warning out here, and I remember feeling very uncomfortable back in the day when I was dating, and I, as I understand it's still an issue, is that it's easy to mistake kindness for romantic feelings, and it puts women in a really bad place when... Um, you don't want to be mean to somebody, but you can't gauge what the reaction will be. So, um, just, just remember that, uh, you can, you can ask questions if they bring up significant others, if they bring up things that they don't want to do, they probably are trying to tell you like, Hey, stay off the romantic side of this. So, yeah, I think that's, that's very, uh, much a thing. I, and, uh, that that comes along with our friends over at the Nerd Cantina did a blog post on eight dating tips for lonely nerds. And the number oh, the okay. first one was be kind. And I think that's very important. But again, like you're saying, kindness very often can be misconstrued as something more or as in consent for anything. So yeah. I would say that yes, be kind, but also be firm and honest. And let people know up front rather than, you know, the last thing you want to do is lead somebody on. And a lot of times the lead ons happen more out of that feeling of I'm uncomfortable than truly trying to jerk somebody around. It's more like, I, you know, I don't want to be mean. I'm not really into this person. I don't want to whatever. But yeah, yeah, so be kind and be firm. Let's, you know. Yeah, it's 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 really hard for uh, just just appreciate that it's hard for women in this a scenario a little worse because they don't know what to do. They do not want to be rude. They do not want to be mean and they don't want to necessarily not um, uh, just be like you're not a worthwhile person for me to be friendly with. But they want to make sure that you know that this isn't a romantic thing. And I it, it's hard and I understand it. But um 
just just look for those clues and you can even ask up friends like I'm getting the feeling that you're not um, romantically interested in me. Uh, can you confirm that? Mm-hmm. If they say no, that's not what I mean. That's a yeah, that's, that's a potential entry exactly. point, you know. Um, um, but if you're not comfortable enough being honest like that, it's going to be a bad relationship anyway. Yeah, and I think you know, I think this is also something that pops up in the how do I approach someone new aspect. It's hard. It's it, hard. It's tough. I understand it. But yeah. again, you know, there are a lot of ways that you don't want to go up to someone for the first time to express your interest. Uh, maybe asking her to smile on a bus is a bad idea. You know, <laughs> getting into someone's I, personal yeah, space, uh, bad idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think especially as yeah, women, just... we have, you know, that safety issue that's not just involved in yes I like you yes I no I don't like you or um I literally haven't met you and you're sitting on my hip this is really uncomfortable but there is a safety issue whereas if I get off a bus and somebody decides to also get off the bus because they would like to talk to me and pursue me I now have you know questions and where's my exit and what's going to happen and who is this person I don't know them and they're following me or they're talking to me and you know, or they're not taking no for an answer or they're not taking my kind or they're taking my kind smile as an invitation of some kind. So it, it's tough, you know, but again, you have to be you have to be n- cognizant of the fact that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in women's minds, you know, while we're trying to sort these things out. So. Yeah. And um, it's uh, just just an FYI, though. This is what commonly happens is when there's a firm rejection, they're called a bitch, a lesbian, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's not cool. It really actually shows your true colors yeah. as opposed to um, what's going on. And it's not feminism that told them no, yeah. you know, it told you no. Yeah, it's because you're a creep. So, so maybe don't be. There was something, this reaction that you're giving, they probably felt it a little bit before they said yeah you know, like yeah there was something that just threw it off a little bit you know exactly so uh, i like this one that duncan smallman has said on twitter do build up that you have a dark secret and that secret is you like dice rolling tabletop games it's so ridiculous that'll make the other person laugh work for me we've been together for 15 years that's cute that is adorable Good day. I'm Ken. And I'm Steve, and we're the hosts of the Nerd Cantina Show, where nerd culture and society intersect. Whether you come for entertainment news or some space and science talk, we are here to keep you informed on weekly nerd topics and discuss how they affect us as a society. As well as having in-depth interviews in our Cantina Conversation and Fight Me Fridays. Just like any Cantina, we want you to join in on the conversation. From our blog at thenerdcantina.com, our voicemail line, or our closed Facebook group at thenerdcantina.com forward slash community, where we really get to interact with our fans. So pull up stool and get involved in our community con is a good place because they're going to be kind of like-minded they're not going to go there to um i i didn't go to the you know door the explorer con i I went to the star wars (laughs) con. i went to something i enjoy if you went to door the explorer con and guys are hitting on people i think we've got other issues oh yeah that is to be concerned about but you know single dads looking for single moms maybe Mm, i don't know sure sure so uh everybody wants their children to be bilingual it's a good skill yes yes so this uh this goes into what raquel serrano was saying on twitter 
don't be afraid to make nerd compatibility a part of your search for love. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, that's the problem with like these dating places that they're just so, everybody's the same, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody's, uh, I don't know. I'm not on Bumble or whatever. No, I don't even know what these Um, things are. Yeah, I just know people that are. And 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 I chat I chit chat with them about it. It is adorable. Yeah. So uh, yeah, basically, she says that her partner asked her um, during their second date if she'd be down to visit his favorite comic book store after lunch, and you're like, um, yes, please. And so that that's really fun when you can make that again part of your part of your search, part of your deal, um, and and that's kind of. Uh, that's kind of what happened with uh, with Paul and I, as when uh, he approached me on a dating site back in the day, about ten years ago. Uh, I was re- you know, I I always had like a very long dating profile because I considered it to be like a reading comprehension test. Like, did this person actually bother to read about who I am versus just you know messaging or you know putting things out there and having no idea, not caring. When I opened Paul's profile, it was about 23 pages long. It literally had like every book, every movie, every fandom, like everything he was into was right there in black and white. And I was like, wow, this guy's a nerd. And then I was like, okay, well, let me look through the list. Like, oh, check, 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 check. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was like we were incredibly compatible on all of our fandoms. And so that was a big it was a big thing for me to look at since I hadn't really dated nerds in the past. It was kind of stepping out of my comfort zone to do so. I, my type is more of an asshole. So somebody who's really crappy and treats me like terrible. That was kind of my, my bread and butter right there. So finding someone who was the complete opposite of that was like, it was, that was stepping out of my comfort zone. So it, it made a lot of sense. It was like, Oh, okay, well let's try this compatibility thing and see how it works out. And, you know, here we are 10 years later. So not a bad gig. Yeah. I understand though. Like right now it is a, uh, it's an online dating world. It's weird when people meet in real life. So it's fine. Yeah. I don't think I've really ever met anybody in real life. What? I met you in real life. Well, I mean, dating wise. To, oh, I, we're practically married, Liz. I don't know why you're acting like we're not. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's fine. It's good. My heterosexual life partner. It's great. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I, I either haven't like really had that experience because I'm, I'm kind of. I mean, I'm an outgoing person, but I'm also a pretty introverted person, so I don't go out and do a lot of stuff, you know, other than with like big groups of friends or whatever. So it's just not the way I experience the dating world, and or I am completely clueless when it comes to somebody else attempting to like flirt like this is just just I'm like mm-hmm, like I just don't even notice that this is happening or that this is a thing and I have one story um I was sitting outside of my place of employment at the time because I was waiting for a co-worker that I was carpooling with and I was doing a crossword puzzle you know as you do when you're a big nerd you're just sitting outside not wanting to be bothered by the world and this guy comes up to me, and he was he was younger than I was, probably by a few years for sure. Uh, and he, I, this was right before my divorce was final, so we were separated, we were in the process, but you know, still legally married. And unlike him, I was not 
looking to date before our divorce was finalized because standards. And so this guy comes up and just like randomly starts talking to me. And I'm like, oh, whatever. And uh, he's in, he's just like, hey, can I get your number? And I was like, uh, I'm married. Like, <laughs> I just <laughs> blurt this out. Yeah, like you're just screaming. I, I, right. I did. I, I was like, I'm married. I mean, I'm literally only married for three more days. And I could give an ass, I could give a rat's ass about him and his situation, my husband, my husband at the time. This was not the concern, but it was just so like jarring and weird. And I'm like, I literally don't even know your name. We're standing on the street in front of the rail. Like, uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> it's that is weird. You know, yeah. But I think nowadays, though, like a phone number or like um, um, Insta handle or something is kind of easy to. Yeah, it's it's easier because we're so just kind of attached to it. You can block people really yeah. easy, um, you know, anything like that. So a phone is a little is kind of a safe space. Um, yeah, I think I was just so I was people. so un, just unused to that kind of thing happening that it just <laughs> by the time I screamed, I married at him. It was like, OK, I'm done. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, like it's just never let's just never talk again. That's how this should go. So, yeah. So I had a coworker that was like, I think we should all exchange numbers. And I said, for what? And he's like, well, okay, I guess we're not going to exchange numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, I, first of all, I'm not a phone person. I don't want to yeah. talk on the phone. I don't want my phone to ring like ever. And if it does, there better be like a niece or somebody like you and I don't even talk on the phone. It's like, I think we've mm -hmm. called each other a couple of times in, you know, the decade plus that we've known each other. And I it's know. always weird. It's and, like, and how many of them are like, what? Hey, what do you want? I, I just saw you call. It's like, what, you why, why are you calling? What's happened? What's going on? Like, <laughs> don't we talk enough on the podcast? <laughs> but even before that, it was like, we text is fine. Or we, you know, uh -huh. message on Facebook or whatever. Uh -huh. But it's like to call, call someone these days it's like i need a heads up that the phone's gonna ring like it's a very weird situation you know like back in the day you called people to start a conversation now it's like hey i'm gonna call you is that okay are you home is that you know is that all right and like anybody other than my nieces and nephew who sends like an unsolicited skype or facetime call oh no 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 i need like mental time to prepare for looking at another human and for them to see me like it's just just not something I've got to randomly uh, answer so yeah it's, it's just it's to me like answering the phone is like answering the door if I wasn't expecting it I'm not right. answering oh yeah I don't answer the door I'm yeah. like rolling across no, the floor no, ninja style peeking through the curtain in my like my laundry room like who are you yeah my sister for Christmas got me a a doormat with pictures of my mm. dogs on it and it said no need to knock we know you're here <laughs> right <laughs> exactly please anyway. save my headache so yeah uh grief burrito has said that uh, you need to make a checkpoint before the date just in case <laughs> somebody was like like a race no no like a save point in a video game <laughs> What? Here's where I am. You know, basically like checking in with your friends oh. and family or whatever, I would think, to let yeah. them know, hey, this is where I'm going to be. I'm like, and yeah, that makes sense. Because I was thinking like, if you get murdered, you're not going to be able to like, I need to go to my last save point. <laughs> I know. 
But again, that's where someone else can find you. Like, here's the picture of the person I'm going out with. Here's all the pertinent information in case I don't make it back. So Yeah, that's actually that's, a really sad um, piece of advice. Very wise. It is. It's like it's when you go hiking, wise. make sure nobody, make sure somebody knows where you are. But mm-hmm. um it's, it, but it is sad that we have to be like, so in case you're murdered or otherwise kidnapped, um, exactly. sure somebody knows really where you are. still for can... your picture. Beep. So. Yeah. <laughs> Going to need your uh, thumbprint right here. Yeah. Three forms of identification. You know. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, our girl Audrey says, if you really care about something, don't hide it. It's cool to care about stuff, and your best person is going to appreciate that. And with luck, they'll be into it. Yeah. I love this idea. Yeah. But what I love even more about this is the the idea of the best person. Mm-hmm. This is not, I have to make everything work with everybody. I need to be searching for my best, you know, my best, op- my best person. Like yeah. that's, that. I love this concept. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine nobody has to like everything that you like that's in fact it'd be kind of weird if they did but mm-hmm. um it's but the fact that you're open and you're happy about some kind of like you know i always used to refer to fandoms things like that really passionate mm-hmm. about something if somebody doesn't appreciate your um uh, appreciate your p- passion for something then that's a red flag for me i think yeah i think one of the things that I've noticed, because you know that I've been writing a book for years and years and years about divorce, my divorce specifically, and uh, going back and writing about things like that, you know, where does a relationship fall apart? Well, mine, mine pretty much fell apart before it ever started, and I was just too blind, too dumb, too young, too whatever it was to, like, look at the red flags that were on fire at night. Like <laughs> <laughs> just... I was like, it's fine. It's totally fine. It wasn't fine. But, you know, when you're when you see the red flags, you should take them for what they are and uh, not see them as some sort of a challenge. I think that was my problem. I was very stubborn and uh, didn't want to look at, you know, and, the, you know, again, my ex-husband's a douchebag. But I also have to say we just weren't the best people for each other. And at some point you have to look at that and say, we're just not good together. And it's making the whole world miserable, or at least our whole world. So time to move on. Yep. So, so not only are we talking about how to develop relationships, but how to end them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I I think, Yeah. yeah, I think the sign of maturity though, is being able to really kind of recognize Hey, I don't like who, like, I I just didn't like who I was anymore with this person. And the only way I can change that is to change me. I can't make somebody else be different. And that's what we have to know going into dating is that everybody is their own human and they have the right and the ability to choose the way they want to behave, whether it's appropriate or not. And we have to be able to say, "Mm, I respect you to find somebody that is better suited for you. And I, I respect me too much to put up with this. And, you know, again, it's not about just finding a person. Anybody can find a person. You go on fucking Craigslist and find 23 people who might bury you in the woods tonight. However, that's not the best person for you. Just because they're a body doesn't mean they're the right body they or a good dating body. on Craigslist. I'm not dating on Craigslist, no, but, but do people they do. Oh, 
That doesn't sound oh, right. Oh, no, people do. Oh, they do. Absolutely. You don't don't Especially pick up your man not, where I, you pick up your secondhand furniture. I wouldn't call it dating. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. People people do, in fact, or they did. Again, I've been out of the game for a You decade. were using dating in quotes. Yes, dating I, is in massive uh, air quotes. Okay. Uh, so, I again... If you're going to date online, I do not recommend Craigslist because you probably will, in fact, end up in a shallow grave in a ditch somewhere. So not a good plan. However, you know, there's there's an app for that. You, yeah, you got there is an app yeah. for that. Yeah, there's pretty much if you're if you're just looking for someone to pass the time with, you can find that. But is it going to be what you want it to be is the question. So. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Patrick on Facebook tells us, don't be ashamed of your fandoms. Don't belittle those who have different likes or dislikes from you and give them a chance. I think that's big. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, if you belittle somebody, then it's, it, or are belittled for your fandom, and that was kind of what we were talking about earlier, it's probably those red flags and, and instead of uh, Liz who thinks they can convert someone. <laughs> Thought, thought, maybe, yes. maybe, or thought, yes, or maybe <laughs> we should try and um, maybe we should try and just take that as a red flag and then decide how many red flags you want to have. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, uh, it's a good thing to pay attention to up front. So yeah, and I mean, and obviously we all did it. We all thought, oh, you know, they just haven't, mm -hmm. they just haven't enjoyed Battlestar Galactica enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make them watch it until they like it. Or, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> You're like, I'm seriously never going yeah. to like this. Not Battlestar. I enjoy Battlestar Galactica quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, it's good. But uh, yeah, uh, Harriet sends us a meme that says date someone who loves you like no matter what your body looks like date someone that understands that your body may change over time date someone that knows you can't control how quickly you morph into a werewolf under the light of a full moon date someone who loves you for you <laughs> yep hey tonks R -R. did it tonks did that's it that's right yep we can do it Say, to all of our werewolf loves out there we see you and if you become an Amagate or Am, how do you pronounce it? Amagania? Animagus. Animagus. If you become Animagus. an Animagus, then um, and become some kind of wolf with them, they are less likely to eat you. Yes, but you do have to report that kind of shit to the Ministry of Magic. So, but if you don't, it's easier to escape from Azkaban. <laughs> True. Uh, which we will be talking about on an upcoming episode of Goblet of Fire soon yep. enough. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Sunny from Book of Lies podcast says, don't speak in acronyms. <laughs> That's really good. I don't get it. Well, you Like, know, don't say, people... like, AWOL and stuff? No, well, not that. I would say that's a normal thing. But I guess, you know, have you ever gone to lunch with, like, an engineer or some, oh, you know, a yeah. doctor? Like, somebody who just is speaking super, super specific stuff that may or may not be anything that you know about or deal yeah. with because it makes people feel stupid right honest uh, you, honest you, to god i work at a place like that and i totally understand because i have to keep mm -hmm. asking them what exactly are you saying because yeah like joke sentences that i used to type in with a bunch of acronyms um in emails are like now the norm and i'm like 
holy crap, it's going to take me forever to decipher this. So I, I understand. You're like, what does that F stand for? Because <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I think world. it stands for. <laughs> exactly. The F in my world is very different. But I think that's that's just a basic yeah. uh, tenet of communication to begin with, is you're never going to make yourself look smart by making someone else feel dumb. Yeah. So make sure when you're communicating with people that they actually understand what you're talking about and you don't look like a pretentious douchebag. Yes. Oh, my God. Pretentious douchebags. The worst. The worst. Yeah. Uh, so our girl Heather, we actually met Heather at Comic Palooza. Oh, last yeah. Year. She met her fiance at a con. That's what she said. She said, I met my fiance at a Comic Con last spring. And right off the bat, we had so many commonalities. That was the best day ever. Our nerd discussions are so fun. Two and a half months until the wedding day. So congratulations, Heather. Congratulations. Yeah. We so see cons, you. you know, that's mm -hmm. and then most of the cons have a speed dating side like they do. Um, and then those yep. speed dating is kind of nice from as what I understand, you get to say offline whether or not you liked them and then they say offline whether or not they liked you and if there's a match then you're giving each other's information which i think is yeah. a good smart um idea to do and i know that people get terribly shy and um but maybe uh maybe the speed and anonymity will help in something like that you know yeah, I think it takes a it takes a very special kind of person to be able to do that. I I don't know that I could do speed dating. I don't really know. I mean, thankfully I don't have to. But if it ever came down to the point where I did have to date again, I think I would just lock myself in my Golden Girls compound and move on. Oh, I I would totally I, do it. I think that it's I have like I, no idea. Because the reason why I would do it is because then it gets rid of the are they looking for a relationship and are they actually looking to date, right? It gets right. rid of most of that. Um, the, yeah. Are they looking to date might be, you know, that could be murky. But at least you know that they're available for a relationship, if, that, if, they're, if they're telling the truth, and that they're right. likely interested in dating. So it gets, it checks two of the questions off right away. So Well, I think the other person, the other thing about that, which would be nice, is easily confirming that the person is who they say they are. I watch a lot of catfish episodes and I think I was very lucky in all of my online dating years that I never really ran into that kind of situation. If you're not familiar with catfishing, go watch MTV. It's literally the only show they have, uh, but it's basically where somebody is lying about who they are online, either for, you know, for whatever reason, they're either doing it maliciously or they started something they don't know how to get out of. They're using a different picture because they're uncomfortable with themselves, whatever it is. But at least something with that where you are meeting somebody IRL, if you will, uh, it, at least you can see that they're, they are who they, you know, kind of say they are. And you're not going to show up and go, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's not even remotely you, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen the ones where they're trying to convince you that they're like, way younger than they are oh yeah <laughs> thought like uh tommy from the room uh, uh -huh. yep <laughs> hey everybody it's walker for the walker the Ink podcast if you like reading comic books or just have an interest in getting started check out the show my opinions are 100 percent honest even with the occasional attempt at humor you can find me everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts my ugly mug even haunts 
YouTube. That's right. Just search Walker the Geek or hit walkerthegeek.com. A place to geek like no one's watching. Because let's face it, nobody is. What? Walker the Geek tells us to show up early and don't dress like you're ready for bed or just came from the gym. Oh, my God. That is so good. Because Mm -hmm. that's that you can wear a nerdy shirt, Mm T-shirt, but it needs to look like it's washed. Yes. And, you know, I mean, just keep it your casual to like only two items of what you think. And one thing kind of nice, like. Your, mm. your your jeans are a little nicer than maybe uh, the ones with holes in them or fray at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. So make one thing at least very nice or the nicest version of itself that you can be because then it looks like you've given a little bit of effort into it. <laughs> so I can wear a t-shirt, yoga pants, and four-inch heels? Yes, that would work. <laughs> that qualifies. I don't even own date clothes anymore, <laughs> I don't. I well, I just wear I wear my work clothes and then I switch out the slacks with jeans. Like, oh, we're going out tonight. All right, let me put jeans on. And then yeah, I usually I'm, put tennis shoes with the jeans, but the top is nice. Yeah. I need more nice tops. I do that too, but mm-hmm. I also have like my nice nerd shirts. You know the ones that are I like do a too. little bit classier than yeah. just a t-shirt, so. Yeah, I've got some really really nerdy ones that I'm like, I don't even know if I should wear this in public because I don't know if I want people to come up to me and chat with me about the USS Enterprise. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I also will do like a nerdy t-shirt with like a blazer or you know, oh, some sort I, of a little jacket over it. That is my MO like that mm-hmm. or a, um, uh, a, or a cardigan of some sort. First of all, my, yeah. I get cold with under air conditioning. And so <laughs> it helps with that. But also whenever you layer something, it classes it up. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I didn't make the rules. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. So. Okay. So Randy, our awesome friend Randy says, walk into the date with an objective to avoid feeling nervous. And then he says, I want to make her laugh 15 times. He will do it. I mean, everybody, I um, if they don't laugh 15 times with Randy, uh, there's something wrong with them. That's the thing. Randy's awesome. Yeah. We're going to do a win a date with Randy contest, I think, because, uh, <laughs> He's amazing, he's and like, I know he's 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 looking for his right person, and he should find her because he's, gonna he's awesome. It. And here's your date. They live in Ontario. Enjoy. <laughs> hey, you know what? Weirder things have happened. Yeah. So, oh my god, okay, that's so funny. So, uh, that but oh, this trying is, to overcome so, nervousness is very very hard. I don't mm-hmm. have a solution for that, so I would love to hear some kind of Twitter. Um, people, I do believe the fake it until you make it thing, but you got to make sure that you're not being a douche canoe. Yeah. You know and what I mean, I, I, I think when I get nervous, I tend to put on a, a very bright, very fake smile kind of thing that like hurts your face. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's also like a warning sign for me. Like if, if there is somebody that I can't get comfortable with in a short period of time, like again, nerves are, nerves are there for a reason and there there's something you can't really avoid in a lot of places but I want you know if I'm going to go out with somebody or if I'm going to spend time with somebody I want to be able to be comfortable talking with that person within a short period of time I don't want to have to fake it for multiple dates you know that's not yeah if that's um, not comfortable yeah so if Liz is smiling brightly that is the human (laughs) equivalent of a cat with his back arched and his tail up (laughs) 
<laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> like, I'm so comfortable right now. <laughs> I'm feeling completely at ease. <laughs> I'm very happy. <laughs> not very happy <laughs> if if like you know and if you're if your person you're with is like constantly side-eyeing like the exits like how do i get out of here <laughs> maybe time to just say um i think we're good like i think we're done let's take a quick break and when we come back we can finish going through our social media uh dating tips for nerds sounds good <laughs> hello questers This is Mandy, the host of Caster Quest, inviting you to enjoy our podcast where we explore the rich and vibrant world of Patrick Rothfuss's best-selling fantasy series, The Kingkiller Chronicle, soon to be adapted as a major motion picture and television show produced by the award-winning creator of Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hungry for more content? Perhaps you will enjoy our recaps of HBO's Game of Thrones, Over the Garden Wall, animated Batman films, or our world-famous erotic fanfiction reads. Whatever you're in the mood for, if you love a good story, humor, impromptu parody songs, and thousands of pop culture references, you'll enjoy our show. You can find Cast Request on SoundCloud, iTunes, and of course, our amazing network, the Earth Station One Network at ESOPodcast.com. All right, and we're back. So we're going to look at a couple more of the social media tips that we got for dating. So Gina on Instagram says, don't be afraid to make the first move and to be able to step out of your comfort zone. I met my second husband this way. He was completely different from the first. We embraced each other's differences. And as long as you can come together at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And I love this, Gina. Yeah. I did the same. I, I know. I was thinking that. I was like, did Liz, did you write this? <laughs> I did not, but I could have. And I believe I already have said. That's that's what I did was I I went out of my way to find some. I mean, I didn't find Paul. I will say he very much messaged me first online. However, that was the decision I made. It was a very conscious decision to say, okay, I just went out with, you know, five guys over the last couple of months or met five different people and they were exactly the same. All of them. They were like carbon copies of my ex-husband. They looked the same. They talked the same. Like all of it was the same. And I'm like, okay, I've got a type. Apparently I've got a type and it's not a good type. So Finding, you know, finding Paul was like, oh, he's the IT guy that I like. He also sings. He's a big nerd. These are these are things that I didn't even know that I should be looking for. But once he found them, it's like, oh, duh, click. So, yep. Um, yeah. So I'm um, all for feeling comfortable enough to to try and make the first move because mm-hmm. a lot of people, and you'll know if they're notoriously shy. Um, you're yes. allowed you're allowed to try and make the first move and i i think that there are some people that would never date if it weren't for other people put, putting that effort in <laughs> that's true yeah i'm probably so, one of them but i it's not from a shyness standpoint just more from a complete lack of knowledge <laughs> yeah i mean i is interested yeah so i i know of a couple full grown adults and mm-hmm. i they never ever asked anybody out because they were it wasn't there they were never comfortable and yep. they're 
happily married, not to each other, uh, because the <laughs> their significant others made the first move. Yeah. So, and I'm not um, saying who they are because mm-hmm. they might hear it. And so I yes. don't want to, everybody to know that like that their wife is the one that asked them out. I don't know why right. nobody should care, but I'm. Yes. I'm, I, I also know some people who were like this that didn't even start dating until later in life because they just painfully shy. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, uh, so, all right. So here's the moral of the story. This is for the ladies out there. Um, yeah, shy guys don't wait for them to make the first move. There's lots of good shy guys out there. Shy guys and nerd guys too. I'm saying the guys that are doing their thing, they're playing games or whatever it is. These are great guys to hang out with, you know? So you, if you find somebody who seems interesting, you know, and, and you're not doing it in a creepy way, then, you know, maybe sometimes you have to be a little more assertive than you normally feel like you would have to. Yes. But if they give you a boundary, you respect it. Just like we uh, expect men to uh, give us a boundary. You know, and we're only talking about like um, uh, heterosexual relationships here, but you yes. know what? It works for, it works for everything. It works all I would the way around. Yeah. I don't want to leave anybody excluded. And I don't want to say guys make the first move versus girl, whoever, yeah. whoever is the, the object of your affection, do, yeah. you know, do what you need to do in a safe and non-creepy way. Yes. And you don't have to wait. You can put it out there, you know. Except your dick. Don't do that. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Good call. Yes. And please Leave put a filter on that shit. Pants. You know, I, I just need a filter, please. <laughs> if I ask for it, I want to see it prettied up. I do not want to see it raw. Oh God! Yes, we it is not. It, it is not. Uh, yeah. Do exactly. do what you need to do. Yes. Wow. Grooming <laughs> is your friend. Yes. As as is a soft filter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that pretty filter on Snapchat. I'm telling yeah, you. I know like, exactly. I used to have a camera that had the selfie. I called it the selfie mode, but it was it was called beauty mode or something. Mm-hmm. And. It really worked well. And I kept it for a long time after I had an iPhone taking camera pictures oh, because yeah. it looked so good. And mm-hmm. so now you can now you can do it with, uh, you know, Snapchat or your face app or whatever you want to do it with. But I I was uh, I was very happy with uh, with this so much so that I was carrying a camera and a phone like an idiot because yeah. it was such a good picture taker. <laughs> I wonder how the, I wonder how the dick pics would have looked on that. <laughs> I would like to throw this out here, and uh, hopefully I don't have to say it, but you just never know. Because we are talking about dick pics, we would like to not receive any for this the show. <laughs> if we I know receive a lot of lady pics. pod squatters that are constantly getting dick pics, and uh, yeah, we don't. And I'm glad. Yeah, we just get um, offensive tweets. Ugh. And face creepy posts. old men, yes. yeah, creepy old men. So it's just really creepy old man. We just yeah. the one. Oh, and then we, or we've had a couple because we had mm. a, a Twitter about an episode that was like ten years old. Oh, that was just yeah. a dick. Yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, uh, we don't want your dick pics, and we don't want you to be a dick. So you know, yeah, easy peasy. But yeah, so uh, what yeah, other tips not- do we have for dating? Yeah, I I do. Yeah, you're a good point. I've been talking about how to pretty up your dick pics. That doesn't mean I want to see them. 
I don't want to see them. I really don't. And here's the deal. If you post it, we will make sure to blast it on social media and probably tell your mom. So if we can find it, if we can find your mom, she'll know. She will know. Look what your son sent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just think that if you, if your goal in life is to do more than just hook up, maybe don't lead with that. It's just, that's all I'm saying. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't lead with it anyway, yeah. even if that is. And also goal. just, I, I would just, I would caution Still anyone weird. about electronically sending nudes. There's been so much crap about how, you know, clouds getting hacked and people's phones getting hacked and being used against them. And whatever. It's like, just, if you want to have pictures with your partner, then just keep them offline. Like, just be smart yeah. about it. There's, there's nothing it, wrong with and it. And if you are, exactly. If you're going to, um. Also, back up your stuff to the cloud. Maybe a safer password than password or one, two, three, four, five, six, or like Kanye West has all zeros for his password. Um, You know, maybe something a little more secure than that. That'd be great. Let's let's let LastPass pick one for you. (laughs) Exactly. Since it's it's hackable, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're talking hack, they're really like somebody guessed your password because you're an idiot. That's what they're really (laughs) mean. It's your name. Because iCloud actually is very hard to hack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Don't make it your name or your phone number in which it's attached to the... (laughs) All right. Let's look at some more of these dating tips from the, uh, the Nerd Cantina. I think Steve wrote these. So uh, they said, be kind. We've talked about that. And again, you don't have to. uh, One of the things here is it's not just about hearing what somebody else's things are. It's, it's, you know, if you're not in the same boat with somebody, you don't have to crap on them because of it. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Very good point. Like Batman. Like, there's no reason to make somebody else feel bad to somehow make you. It's never going to make you look good if you're going to crap on what somebody else likes or whatever. So it's not you're not going to you're not going to bend them to your side by harassing them about it. Uh, Let's see. Number two is be available. That helps. Yeah, because honestly, this um, these games that people play with the like don't respond for so many days or. Uh, let the dot 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 show up and then just not do anything it's I mean it's played out I'm over it here's one of the things that I that one of my friends that I used to talk about all the time back when I was dating if you have to ask the question what does it mean it means nothing that's what it means it means that person does not care enough about you to make themselves clear and obvious if you're constantly questioning, then you're not in the right situation. Yeah. So, by the way, somebody made a million dollars or more on writing a book called He's Just Not That Into You. And mm-hmm. to me, if they're not responding to you, if they're um, if you can't figure out what's going on, you should know that naturally. And it really, really yeah. bothers me that someone made millions of dollars on that and it was considered like, Aha, revolutionary yeah Yeah. it's not it's it's that's the thing is you should be able to kind of feel it in your bones a little bit about how somebody feels about you unless they are being deceitful and if they are run away that's not going to get better um 
but it, but again, you you kind of know how things are going, and if you don't, it's like it's like going into your job for a performance evaluation and being completely blindsided by what they have to tell you. If you're if you're managing expectations, if your boss is managing expectations, whatever it is, you should never be surprised. You should know, okay, they're not happy with what I've been doing. I need to work on this. You should never go in thinking you're a stellar employee and then get ripped to shreds. Relationships should be the same thing. You have to manage expectations along the way. You have to let people know that, yeah, I think this is going really great, or no, I don't know, this is a little iffy. You should be able to kind of feel that going into it. Yeah, that's And if you can't, be concerned. So. Yeah, that's why I'm always surprised at the beginning of romantic comedies where they go in thinking they're going to get proposed to and they get dumped. And I'm like, really? You you thought that those are two pretty big extremes. <laughs> they are. And again, if you end up in a situation like that, somebody is not being remotely honest about how the how things are going. You should not be blindsided like that. And, and a by the way, if, if you're breaking up with somebody, don't take them to like the Russian tea room, for God's sakes. Right. <laughs> That's a jack-in-the-box moment, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, just do it at home. There's no reason to cause a public scene other than you don't want to be the one who looks crazy. Do you want that's mean. Yeah. Let's talk about breakups. So breakups are Mm -hmm. natural. Do not break up over text. And do not break up by ghosting somebody. Just... Oh, my God. Ghosting is the worst. Now, I understand that people... um, it's an awkward situation. And I understand also that people don't talk on the phone very much. So I have no problem with um, a long worded email and mm. um, that they're going to read like 75 times. Um, yeah, I don't, that's I, the problem with putting it in writing. Yeah, I don't, but I don't mind it. I, I just don't like the text is the ghosting and the text. Just, just be a, just woman up and type it or man up and type it. And, um, or have a sit down conversation with another oh, no, adult human. I don't human. like that. I don't like that. I would prefer, I don't like it either. I would I'd prefer not to have a face to face. Yeah. I'd rather deal with it and be done rather than what does it mean? What did I do wrong? And you know what? Nothing. You did nothing wrong. Yeah. No. Just because somebody is incompatible with you does not make you less of, you know, whatever. It doesn't make you less attractive. It doesn't make you less funny. It doesn't make you less nerdy. It just means you guys were not meant to be together. So you would really like to be broken up with face to face? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I wouldn't. Just 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 fax me something and <laughs> let me know so I can deal with it later. Now of course I need to look in somebody's eyes and tell see if what they're telling me is a lie. That's well, okay. Kind of so although they're... although I will say when I when I left my ex now. I had a lot of conversations with him over the time about how we just weren't working out. We haven't really spoken in two years, even though we're still married, living in the same house. I hate your guts. I don't want to be with you anymore. When I left, I just left. (laughs) Gone. My friend drug me out the door and I was just gone. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm staying at her house for a couple of days because she's going through something. Like I didn't even tell him because I couldn't deal with it at the time. And he had talked me back into staying too many times. So I guess, yeah, there is always a time and a place for just cut and run. It took him about a week to realize I wasn't coming back. So now I did write him a letter. I just never gave it to him. (laughs) But now the only thing that you could possibly say in argument against this is um, what if they wrote that under duress and they were really kidnapped or something, which could happen. I'm just going to say the risk is out there. 
but most likely <laughs> that's it. not what happened. So no, no, chance is not. But <laughs> no, yeah. I, so I I'm guess perfect. I get. I get. But but again, the, I feel that where I was with that first relationship, even maturity wise or whatever. Because of the way it was, it was a very combative relationship. It was not healthy. That was the only way for me to get away from it. Yeah. Because this was a person who was like gaslighting me for years and all this other kind of crap. And and you know you're right. You know things are happening, but somebody keeps telling you they're not. And you're like, uh, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> I have proof. But, but you just, they make you feel crazy. So sometimes you do just have to cut and run. But again, you know, hopefully you can do better than I did and find out way sooner than like 10 years into a relationship that yeah. it's really been unhealthy since day one. So, All right. So Twitterers, tell us how you want to be broken up with. Yes. In face. Like to know. In uh, face to face. Uh, at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> via text. <laughs> via email. I vote email. With a yeah. with a nice explanation, you need two or three paragraphs in there. Yeah, and, and you know, again, don't use acronyms and don't be a dick. If you're gonna break up with somebody in writing, you need it to stand up to the the uh, the scrutiny of all of that other person's friends because they're all gonna read it. Yeah, everybody's all gonna read gonna it and hate you. So if you yeah. think you're gonna break up with somebody and date their friend by an email, you are wrong. That's yeah. not yeah. <laughs> gonna happen because they are gonna see it, and that is what happens also with your dick pic. So. Yes. Yeah. And for, trust me, we're not sharing it as a "Hey, look at this awesome dick." It's no. more of a "Holy shit, look at this moron." Yeah. So, exactly. And then, and usually, the first thing is, why would they send you that picture? I would be ashamed if that were my dick. That's exactly what they say, <laughs> even if it's a spectacular. Because even if it's beautiful, because you sent it without question, without soliciting. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Anywho. It's never like, look what I get. What, what? No, that's not a thing. So. Okay. All right. So I think that's kind of uh, most of our dating advice. I would say be safe, be honest, and find people who are looking to be, who who have compatible interests that you do. Yes. Um, and it's tough. We understand it's tough. We all dated mm -hmm. for a long time before we found our significant others. So. Yes. Um, and we all know people that are, the struggle is real. We can tell, we know people and we hear the stories and we see the screenshots. We see all the screenshots, by the way. So, yeah. Um, so don't say anything you want to say to your mother. <laughs> because we'll tell her. Yeah. Totally will. Yeah. Unless you've, uh, <laughs> by the way, most of these rules that we're referring to, they are applicable until you've actually had sex. <laughs> and then, then you can send naughty things back and forth to each other. Yes. But again, be careful be with the careful. cloud. Yeah. Put a, yeah, put a cloud, nice strong password on your iCloud account. That's right. <laughs> and and your on phone. your phone. <laughs> yeah. Not just your birthday. Yep. We see you birthday people. Yeah, we know. We know. Who you are. All right. Well, I guess that is all we have for this week. All right. We got an internet comment. Oh, good. Guess who good. found it? Izzy found it. Oh, good. Yes. We love Izzy. Yes. Um. So it's from Twitter. I don't know how to pronounce the handle. It's like, I think it's at Mia Koopa, but his mm -hmm. name is Anthony Oliveria. And uh, it said, when I bought my giant crystal ball, the lady looked at me in the eye and said, whatever you do. Never, ever leave this uncovered when you're not at home. And I said, oh, wow, because of spirits? And she said, what? 
No, because if it's if the sun hits it weird, it will burn down your house. Important <laughs> I saw lesson that one this morning. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Things I never thought about. Hmm. Don't forget our next book club is going to be coming up at the end of February. We are doing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and are continuing going through the series. Mm-hmm. And we will be having special guest Random Randy Savage from Cult 45 Podcast with us again to talk about Harry Potter. It's going to be we hilarious. Also rem- yeah. It's going to be amazing. Oh, my God. He's so funny. Uh, we also want to remind you guys to go check out our partners at frankieandmer.com and use our code NERDY to get 15% off of your entire order plus thirty-five uh, free shipping over $35. And you can find all the best aromatherapy stuff there, including our favorite fragrance, Spray the Bitch Away. They just came out with a new one. It's called Chai Chai Sexual. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, and I bet it smells like chai, which I love, so. I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually found one the other day that I think I'm going to buy for my sister. And I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's basically like monster spray or monster mash. And it's basically a, a aromatherapy spray to help put your kids to sleep. Mm. So <laughs> it's just spray your toddler down with aromatherapy and just knock them out. So you could spray it on their pillow and they don't even know. That would be smart. Anyway. Uh, so anyways, yes. Check out Frankie and Murr. Make sure you read Goblet of Fire. And we will see you guys next time. All right. I was going to say hit that music, but I don't think we do that. (laughs) Hit that in music. Music provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. What's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now 